Okay. Welcome back. Great to be back. It's great to come back. Let's get into it. I have been uh, listening to a lot of music. You have recently. been listening to a lot of music? Yeah, like my consumption has spiked considerably. What are you consuming? Some, okay, so my summer rewind playlist hit on Spotify. Oh, okay, I'll show you, I'll, I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. Um, I'm not gonna go through all of it because frankly, some of it is embarrassing. I mean, we, we don't have to get into it, but I'll tell you what my five are. Okay. I'm not ashamed. Okay. Uh, my number one, Baby, by Marina and the Diamond, or Marina, rather, featuring uh, Louis Fonsi. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one I am embarrassed about, because this is a guilty pleasure song for me, and it's uh, Sweet But Psycho by, by Ava Max. Oh, but you know what? It's it's one of those that it's it's an earworm. You 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 do kind of have to give it that. You're absolutely um, right. And we're gonna follow it up real strong with another guilty pleasure song, and it is the song "Let You Be Right" by Megan Trainer. <laughs> you know what? I am proud to say I have no idea what that song sounds like. I you never... ought to be proud. Uh, moving right along, something I have absolutely no shame for being on this list is uh, Straight Up by the legendary Miss Abdul. Do you really want to love her forever? Paula. Go, Paula. Go, Paula. <laughs> um, and to just, like, top this off with some, like, heartwarming um, Scandinavian girl, we have Secret Seminal High Five. As someone who was Katy Perry witnessing you exist last summer, I I think that's a very good um, top five for your summer rewind. It captures, I think it captures your joy very Thank well. Thank you. Especially, especially as we enter cancer season. Hi, how are you? Can I, I tell you? I took a breath on June 21st. <laughs> One I have not felt in a while. Please tell me what you were going to say, though. I'm <laughs> Okay, so my top five. Um, it opens up with Love You Like That, Danny. Um, because I just remember listening to it at the beginning of the summer, and it was very fun. Mm -hmm. And it's what Katy Perry sampled in her song that I can't remember. But... Ooh, like a I, recent I, song I, off of Witness I or something? I think so. I don't remember, but it was a song. I know that it was sampled in a Katy Perry song. And it was a song. And, a, and that's how memorable it was. And then um, I'm going to skip number two for now. But oh. number three is my seminal secret introduction, which is schedules. Um, this would be fun to listen to on my way to work because I was like at my new job. And I'd be like walking from the subway to the office, like, oh, schedules. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm still mad at you because you got to skip one and I didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you'll you'll understand why I skipped that. Okay, one. okay. But we're gonna I'm come excited. back to it. We're gonna come back to it. Um, the next one is Daydreamer by Aurora. 
because when I would feel sad or when I wanted to feel sad on purpose, I would listen to the song and walk around. Frankly, I'm just, here for that. It's just really fun. And then we have number five, which is Hey, You Got Drugs by Tuvalu. Because okay. it, it has a lot of um, nostalgia for me and it reminds me of um, a friend who moved away. An absolutely and, wonderful cap. Oh, it, it caps it all off. But num- song number two, which we previously did not visit, is Brand New City by Mitski. And this is because... I can't believe you skipped this. It, it's number two, and I wish it was number one, because this is the song that I would listen to while on my way to and from basically the clinic when I had really bad gonorrhea and they had to give me the bag of fluids like every day for a week. This is the song I would listen to on the way there and on the way back. The line that really sticks with me is the one where she says that if she gives up on being pretty, then she wouldn't know how to be alive. And that's it. That's it. Bottom line, I think that's what it comes to to exist as a person. Because if you're not pretty then what are you going to do? Luckily, that's not a problem we'll ever have to worry about. But (laughs) if you've ever experienced that, write in, because we would love to know what that feels like. Speaking of writing in, I think some folks have, right? Yes, some folks have written in. Um, This one is for you, because as Minister of Faggot Affairs, how will Pride be celebrated on Chromatica this year? Socially distanced, but uh, still a protest. Okay, okay. Any, we'll, we'll, I've been thinking we'll, about this more and more, and I feel like that this year of all years, it's time to like take pride and like make it what it used to be again, and actually like protest for people who need it. You know? Yes, and apparently I've heard through word of mouth science that. Um, glory holes might be making a comeback because there's no exchange of saliva, so it's kind of like a Ooh. social distance alternative. Oh my god! Um, oh, I love that we can like study this sociologically, like later on, <laughs> um, but also in the moment. So yeah, that's my answer. I think socially distanced uh, and with bricks thrown. Okay. That that's pride on chromatica. And will Madre Monster herself be performing? Absolutely she will. Oh, she will cast the first stone at Babylon. Thank you for writing. <laughs> I do want to return to the summer rewind for a second. Yes. Because I was idly scrolling and something caught my attention just sort of down the list. Mm-hmm. This is something that will come up on several of my playlists. And I think that culturally it needs more appreciation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's the song, She Works Hard for the Money by Donna Summer. Oh, we're revisiting, we were visiting like Renaissance era music Truly. Like, I'll I'll be honest, this is a working class song uh, through and through. But it's the most appropriate time to stream it then. Absolutely. Okay. I think Spotify is trying to tell me something. What do you like about Miss Miss Summer's oeuvre? Um, I like that she represents this, like, working class perspective. 
specifically like I don't know why but a lot of her songs are like sex work themed um and I'm I'm not sure I'll, I'll be honest I haven't analyzed it deeply enough whether to say it's a problematic or appropriate representation of sex work in the like 60s and 70s etc um but it's like a representation of sex work and it, it at least doesn't leave a negative image in my head um my favorite representation of sex work that definitely leaves a negative image in my head, but I don't care because I love it, is um, Born to Die, the Paradise Edition mm. by Elizabeth Woolridge Grant, a.k.a. Lana Del Rey. Oh my goodness. And I, I say the Paradise Edition because that that way you just encapsulate that entire experience of having Born to it's Die weird, in Paradise. Because right? they're the same era, like truly if you think about it mm -hmm. um and they really do belong together the way i see it she probably just like made a decision changed her mind and then had to fix that mistake and what's what's more wholesome and manic than that forgetting to do the full assignment money is the anthem Oh, I know the thought of listening to Born to Die cover to cover is really um enticing. Because um, there are some and I, bangers. There are some bangers, and I also um watched a straight man re react to listening to Born to Die for the first time. And I think the video was dated 2019. Oh my god. So I kind of like following it alongside him because I really wanted an outsider's opinion, like someone who really was coming into this with like no knowledge and for once a clueless white man Absolutely. was a good candidate. And I, and I also ultimately enjoyed watching it because he had the right opinions. And when it comes to the Born to Die, there are correct opinions and there are wrong opinions. Uh, I'm not getting embroiled in this. I just... <laughs> I'm kidding, mama, that was garbage. No, you're... Okay, listen, <laughs> shut up. Uh, you're right. I just don't want to like. I don't want to announce my position. To be honest, I'm a coward. <laughs> Delete it, coward. Uh, like this, because this album was it for a time that, in an era where everything is a cultural reset nowadays, if you want to get to what actually did make it possible for these resets to just keep on happening, is you have to look at the girl who invented the reset button. And that was Miss Lana Del Rey. Um, I am going to firmly disagree with you here. <laughs> I just think there have been so many generations of music. The reset button was invented a long time ago. I mean, it's not the wheel. You can make it better. Look, I know the rule of improv is to say yes, but also, like, <laughs> I have to stand where I, like behind my okay. principles <laughs> um you do have a point though because um when you look at the like especially whisper like the whisper like welcome to my kitchen mm -hmm. type of singing like that's been around before the 2000s like macy gray does I, it i have to be yeah. honest like miss elizabeth um parentheses del rey like while i believe ha possesses like a, a above average level of talent is standing on the shoulders of giants 
as are most of our favorite musicians nowadays. And, she and is meanwhile, also... they are innovating. Like, I'm not saying they're not doing nothing. Mm -hmm. um, and E.W. Grant also does stand on the shoulders of Wall Street because money will buy you production. Yeah, that's um, true. But speaking of production, what, what I ultimately appreciated about Born to Die, the Paradise Edition, is how she conveyed literally the aesthetic uh, of the eras. And I think it was just well done with her choices in production and who she worked with, mm -hmm. um, bringing in the hip hop elements into her like old Hollywood pop. Um, yeah. She may, you're right. She may not have invented the, the reset button, but she gave us sad girls on Tumblr a lot of material. And for that, honestly, and getting me through high school, I'll thank her. Nobody needed it more than the sad girls on Tumblr. Um, and then I, I listened to, I, I was basically listening to Born to Die at the same time that I was listening to Electra Heart. And <gasps> where, and where, <sighs> Lana, where Lana had like that evocative sadness of like, being settled into your pain and into your hurt and knowing why you're messed up and mm -hmm. knowing exactly why you enjoy it. I'm going to say something about Electra Heart. Yes. Magnum Opus. I think yeah. it's, it, it's classified as like one of the best. Isn't it sad that like sometimes the best things are bred out of like the most painful situations? Because that album is full of a lot of pain. Mm hmm Even coming off of, um, even coming off of The Family Jewels, which was also very, like, mm. just reminds me of a very, it, it makes you think of, like, a, a, a bad episode of Skins, or, like, Shameless. It's the soundtrack to, like, being sad growing up. Mm-hmm. And then Electra Heart is the, the way you cope with it after. Yeah, I think it's like a, it's all a journey through trauma, I gotta be honest. Mm -hmm. The entire discography. Which is like, and then you get into fruit. I want to talk about fruit. Which is madness and beauty. It's like this intersection and balance of like mania and restraint. The entire mood of fruit is encapsulated by the first like three quarters of a second, like that sound. At the very start of the song. The single, fruit. like that's it. I'm gonna insert it right here. Do you hear that? It, it like, okay. Like hang on, like listen again. One more time. What can no, I Now come say? on now. It's from a linguistics standpoint alone, Geniosity. I want to talk about another piece of geniosity, to Which borrow one? a phrase. You brought up, uh, like, I, I mean, again, as the Minister for Faggot Affairs um, on Chromatica, we do have to address the art pop in the room. Mm -hmm. the, under, the, the, the sadly underappreciated, unrecognized magnum opus of of an auteur. Honestly, and it's as, such as a an shame. Art pop stand, like I'm coming to collect. Like I am sick of people sleeping on this album. 
like because you 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 could not have chromatica without the the art kid on an acid trip that is art pop there's a reason why chromatica is refined i'm not saying i think it's good but i understand why the rest of you think it's refined and it's yeah. because she got to practice and have fun with art pop mm-hmm. i will say um it would be unfair to talk about art pop without mentioning the fact that there was a collaboration with r kelly on it but it's not on spotify anymore and mm-hmm. i don't think it's on any platform anymore oh so the the, the right thing was done yeah i think i will uh, argue that the sing like the song probably should not have existed in the first place um as a fan of stephanie germanata but we also understand the need to collect the coin. So, slap on the wrist, but what's done is done. And what do we think, and when we look at the albums that we stand, for me, what I think connects them all is like this, the theme of like femininity and pain. Mm-hmm. Which were like, the things the young queer in in myself was shamed for growing up. So it's really fun how like the things you're afraid of demonstrating kind of follow you around the rest of your life. Okay, the way your mind, period. You're absolutely right though. I feel like- Once I get the Twitter voice memo, it's over for you all. (laughs) I have a question for you. What's up? I have a question for you. Hmm. What is your perception of your music taste? I think right now it kind of stands on a couple ends. We're in, I I enjoy weirdly erratic rock at the same time that I enjoy like the XX and Mm. then everything that kind of falls in between for like alternative pop. It's just a lot of gay songs, really, where the production's good and where there's someone singing about sad things. Mm-hmm. But, like, having a good time doing it. That's how I would describe it. In every, like, music sphere that I enjoy, I feel like a, a poser or an imposter inside of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, I like pop music, but I always feel like I like the most not the most popular pop music, but like the most quote basic pop music. And then like, I was raised on classical music and like 60s pop and stuff. And I feel like Mm -hmm. even those art forms, I enjoy the most like basic and popularized versions of. Um, Same with like any punk music, any folk music, any country music I listen to, I feel like is over, I don't know, like stigmatized for being quote too popular or something. Mm-hmm. Like the the substance and the the. I just feel the like matter isn't found, isn't profound sort of thing. I just feel like I haven't found a musical niche the way some people have. Yeah, I I think I don't I don't think it's for everyone to necessarily fit into one niche, just because I grew up with like traditional folk music. Mm-hmm like top 40 pop euro trash like euro pop like things you would listen to on eurovision Mm -hmm. and then just like a lot of like 
American, like North American radio and like soft rock bands from like the nineties that my parents like knew about from like Australia and like San Francisco. And it was just kind of like sporadic. So then I fell into rock, I guess, but Hmm. always, always wherever it intersects with pop, like I can listen to anything that would intersect with pop. And I, I, I don't like, I don't, I used to have more of a problem with it, but I think it's probably the hardest genre to write because it has to, you have to convince a billion or more people that it's a good song. And it, it, it might seem like a bunch of nothing, but it's not your average idiot that can write a pop song, a good one. I will, like, regardless of uh, the maybe substance of the lyrics themselves, um, there is something to be said about writing a hook that can enamor so many millions of people. Like, in in and of itself, I think that's impressive. Some, like, music magazine, I think, said that Britney Spears' Baby One More Time is the greatest um, debut single of all time. Mm. And that's the epitome of pop. True. So, and then you look at her entire career, and in my mind, she's still, to me, the princess of pop, because Madonna hasn't died yet, and she's the queen of pop. Michael thankfully died, and he's dead, so he's, he was the king. <laughs> but I don't think until, until Britney dies, or if I'm wrong, send me the numbers, but I, I'm very much a best grades in school person. Yeah, I mean, I know that, like, functionally that Madonna is the queen of pop, but I, I don't, I'm not happy about it. I have to be honest. I'm going to out okay. myself now. It's okay. She's, like any other artist, not for everybody. Um, someone I, like, thoroughly enjoy and uh, have no problem recommending to anybody is uh, Orville Peck, the cowboy the gay cowboy. I, I, I know whom you're talking about, but I will now out myself as not having listened to his music yet. It's actually quite phenomenal. I was sleeping on it for quite a while. Um, okay, so, so tune in next week to find out if I finally listen to Orville Peck or if I'm just going to do that thing where I tell you I'm going to listen to him, but then I don't. Everybody should listen to the Internationale in whatever oh, language you speak. I'm, I'm please. willing to bet there's a version. If by the end of the podcast you have not gone to YouTube to listen to the Internationale, then you have not actually listened to the podcast. That is T. I'll include a link. Sometimes when I don't know how to transition, I just ask, ask you if I can ask you something. So I'll like, we'll be talking and then I'll want to talk about something else. And then I'll just go, can I ask you something? Oh, hang on. Okay, so wait, how do we do that? So can I ask you something? What? <laughs> can you tell me a story? I've got stories. Which one uh, do you want to hear? I don't know. Make it a good one. Uh, like drama. Okay. I want anxiety. That's what I crave. I want a story that's full of like anxiety. Hey, so it's, it's okay. Hang on. You know what? I've got one and um, it's pride, right? Yeah. How's your pride going? Pretty like vanilla, just like boring, sitting at home. Obviously, it's quarantine. Mm-hmm. Quarantine, um, tra. It is. I'd love to. I'd love to like 
go to a party and or play a video game. It's funny that you mentioned going to a party and or play a video game because about this time last year, um, I think I was like calling you and asking you to come over because I was having what at the time I did not know was a meth come down. It was very much indeed a meth come down. Um, I please tell me this story again. I'd yes. love to. I want your words on it. Last Pride, I had my first experience with the PNP scene of being a homosexual. Um, and I didn't realize that it was happening until it was like happening. <laughs> um, so the you way it started. do start- be like that sometimes, <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's okay. Like the way it started um, was, I was just uh, I woke up on a Saturday, and I was on Grinder, and I was just talking to this guy, and he asked me to come over, and he just got me an Uber, and I thought, okay, great. So like, I I have the bottom, the Uber's on its way. He, when I got there, everything was fine. Like he he was a, a normal dude, and we were just like talking about like music. Um, for a couple hours Um, and then at one point he asked me if I had a hard time growing up queer and I said yeah like I yeah I I smoke weed recreationally and I've done Molly (laughs) on special occasions Um, at which point then he starts to offer me this like thing and he described it as like a step above Molly but not cut and processed like meth and I'm just like Okay, all right. Okay. Sure. Yeah, like I think I like I think at this point I had probably done MDMA like two weeks before. So I was just like, oh my god, okay, like it's not a habit if it's twice. Um No. Like that so is th- the definition of not a habit. I thought it was fine. And like apparently it sounds like I've already done level one in this like Maslow's hierarchy. I'll say you jumped to level three. I don't know. Look, I'm just, I'm just always, ultimately my downfall is this. I'm always down for a challenge and I always want to see how far I can push it. (laughs) This I know about you to be true. But the fact is that like, there's, there's no levels. There's absolutely no levels to that. Absolutely no levels, love. It's so upsetting. If you're smoking it out of a pipe, it's definitely meth. Um, that's period. And, uh, and by the way, if you smoke meth, power to you. I don't care what you do in the privacy of your own home. Or frankly, out on public streets, your taxes pay for those. Oh, I am not. This is not a condemnation nor an endorsement. This is an unfortunately accurate retelling, veiled by no shame whatsoever. Um, and honestly, the government doesn't take care of you well enough. So if you want to light up that pipe on the steps of City Hall, baby, you do you. So you call me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hang on. If you wanted me to go all the way back, back, we're, we're taking it back. I'm not, I'm not done yet. That's true. Let's go way back, 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 back. So there I was, and I can honestly say like, as like, as it was happening, I, 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 I very much thought, like, I can never do this again because I, <laughs> I can understand how someone who's 
mentally ill like I am could get addicted to it. You did it and you were like, oh. I did it and I was like, oh, I'm cured. I, I did it and I was like, I can I can go to work and not feel like a mess. I can Like The Cure by the, Lady Gaga started playing. I can look down the barrel of a gun every day and like live my life and it's rosy from there on out. You know what happened? You said you were okay and meth healed you anyway. <laughs> the others Tell me I'm wrong. Like I don't <laughs> No, 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 because because it's just it's all pure serotonin. And my brain was into it. On the other side, I was also very horny. I forgot this was a booty call. We 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 called in a third. Um Ooh. because yes, I judge. Just, I, 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 at this point, I thought my hole was a gift that I had to share with the world. Um, and then just, you know, TLDR, I leave 14 hours later um, when the drugs were starting to wear off and you start to think about things like, did I leave the oven on? Am I going to get shot <laughs> on the way to like my house? Um, oh my goodness. So like the TLDR is that after just 14 hours later of exactly what you would expect um the drugs start to wear off and so i left because i'm just like oh um something's not synapsing right so i got out and what happens after your sex binge is over is you don't just get to go home and this is the absolute worst part you don't just get to keep on living like you didn't do the things that you did and the chemical in your brain that's supposed to keep normal, you know, okay people from not killing themselves was all gone. And all the confidence and self-esteem I had had that entire day was just replaced with shame and regret. It was like, and then the two, the two days that followed just felt like nonstop Catholic confession. My body was just like, what did you do? And I, I had no answer. It, 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 it was horrible. Um, it okay. was also the most fun I've ever had in my life. Um, I think of like... I have a burning question. Okay. Were the af so the after effects were worth it? Oh, absolutely. It was the most fun I've ever had in my life. Period. Um, that being said, I'm never doing it again. That's fair. Yeah, it also seemed like, a, from your description at least, a little scary. Um terrifying like I I don't know I oddly like trusted the people that I was with and like nothing I mean, horrible I, I think kind it's of like positive sorry I think it's pot that's positive then um and then you know like it and you want to know the gag I want to know the gag the bad gonorrhea I had did not even come from this so at the end of the day you know, you could you you could go skydiving and your parachute doesn't open and you could die, or you could you know be walking to the store and get hit crossing the street. So True. you're more you're just as likely to die from the everyday shit. So live a little, but don't do meth. And if you do, be responsible. Drink lots of water. Oh, the importance of drinking water, especially after all the douching you're ultimately gonna do. No, you don't need to drink water that way. Wait, you can drink it from your mouth? 